To Healthy and Happy, a program sponsored by the Eastermaker Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFN. Yes, it is your education and wellness station. We have so much in store for you this week. You can't afford to go anywhere. Please keep it locked to NCUFN. I'm your host, Adise Jonas Murphy. Thank you so very much for keeping it locked to Healthy and Happy, aired right here on NCUFM. It's NCU 91.1, 91.3, and of course, 91.5. I'm so privileged, I'm so honored, I'm so delighted to have in studio with me today a very good friend of mine. Yes, not only is she a good friend, but she is also a pediatrician. I'm speaking of Dr. Crystalie Berry, who is going to help me to focus on the topic asthma in children. It's a chronic disorder that that affects quite a number of our children right here in Jamaica and yeah, worldwide. Some interesting facts that I'd love to share with you coming out of the World Health Organization. Did you know asthma is often underdiagnosed and undertreated? Hmm. Well, what about this interesting fact? Asthma creates a substantial burden to individuals and families and possibly restricts individuals' activities for a lifetime. Let's look at this final fact coming out of the WHO. According to the WHO estimates, there were 417,918 deaths due to asthma at the global level and 24.8 million deaths attributable to asthma in 2016. Long and short, this isn't something that is to be played with and it is even more common than we think. Dr. Berry, good evening. Welcome to Healthy and Happy. Thanks for being with us. Hi, good evening. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Not a problem. What do you have to say about asthma in children, just generally, from your experience, your interactions with children? This is a dangerous disorder, isn't it? Well, yes, it is. It's a chronic lung disease mm-hmm. or lung disorder mm-hmm. characterized by narrowing of the airways. And narrowing can be due to that tendency of the airways to become inflamed mm-hmm. or to be clogged with mucus or even just the muscles that keep the airways open. Mm -hmm. to become swollen and so the short of it is that the child has difficulty breathing Mm -hmm. because of these recurrent narrowed airways. What causes the airways to go narrow? It's still something that they have been researching a lot but mainly it is hereditary Mm -hmm. and it comes under the umbrella of atopic diseases Mm -hmm. and so it just gives them that increased tendency to have inflammation in their airways, which presents the way they do present. So hold on, you're saying to me that um, my child most likely will have asthma because I have asthma. So it increases his risk to have asthma, Mm -hmm. yes. But of course, there are other things like environmental factors, Mm -hmm. which we will get into a little later, and just how he particularly starts to present, whether he starts having symptoms. Mm -hmm. Then we would be able to put it all together and say, okay, his mom also has asthma, Mm -hmm. so it is likely that this child will be asthma by school age. Mm. And school age meaning six? Yes. Mercy, (laughs) my Lord, I never want to think about it too tough. What are some of the signs and symptoms of asthma in children? So there are many. They can present with coughing, 
frequent coughing, especially in the early morning or late at night. This coughing can disrupt their sleep mm -hmm. and make them quite fussy in the nights. Mm -hmm. They can also have other things like exercise intolerance, in which they're not able to keep up with their pairs because they have to either stop to cough or they start having chest tightness during that play. Mm -hmm. And so that's another sign. And then recurrent wheezing is actually mm -hmm. one of the hallmarks of asthma sign. Mm -hmm. They have frequent wheezing episodes. And it's important for me to point out that children, especially under the age of five, mm. can have recurrent episodes of wheezing. And there are a lot of things, a lot of different viruses out there, influenza, mm. that can cause a child to have recurrent wheezing, mm. respiratory mm -hmm. syncytial virus. And so we have to take it all together mm -hmm. to determine, is this an asthmatic child mm based on the family history right. and the other signs, you know, eczema, allergic rhinitis or sinusitis, mm -hmm. and put it together to say this is asthma versus this is a viral-induced mm -hmm. wheezer. Interesting. So you're mentioning frequent coughing that worsens, especially when the conditions change at night, difficulty breathing in terms of having increased physical activity. What about chest congestion? Right. So they would frequently say they have chest tightness. Mm -hmm. And so that is, that is one of the signs. Mm -hmm. See what else so they complain of. As a parent, how do I know that my child has asthma? Do I have to wait on a diagnosis? It is a clinical diagnosis, and there are also some investigations that can be done. Mm. Um, but if you find that your child is having recurrent coughing, mm -hmm. um, or they're coughing during play, or they cannot keep up with their their classmates or mm -hmm. their friends, or they're having coughing, especially at the nighttime or the early morning, mm -hmm. or they complain of chest tightness doing the minute things, mm. then that would be the point to say, let me take my child to mm. a doctor so that the doctor can assess his risk and then determine if he is asthmatic. Other children are diagnosed because they keep going to the hospital for wheezing mm -hmm. or that whistling sound that's on the chest. Mm. And from there on, the doctors take it together to determine if their child has asthma. Mm. But to answer your question directly, mm -hmm. yes, you'd have to take, you should take your child to the doctor to, to become for the diagnosis. What's the youngest age that you have seen a diagnosis? You see, the age thing is a little controversial because mm. with children, we're not able to do the tests, um, especially the children under six, mm -hmm. we're not able to do the lung function tests that we can do for the older children and the adults in order to determine like their lung function, their expiratory volume, mm -hmm. where they do their, they do a sharp exhalation. Right. And then we're able to determine how their lungs are operating, whether they're having obstruction, chronic obstruction, reversible obstruction, that mm -hmm. would be characteristic of asthma. Mm -hmm. And so under the age of six, it tends to be more a clinical picture. The mm -hmm. doctor has to use all of those things in the history to determine if this child has asthma. Mm -hmm. But we've diagnosed it as young as one, 18 months, based on what we call an asthma predictive index, mm -hmm. where once we have a child who's coming in for recurrent episodes of wheezing, mm -hmm. usually after the first three episodes of wheezing, different episodes of wheezing, then we would say, okay, do they have a mother or father who has a history of asthma? Mm -hmm. Have they ever been diagnosed by a doctor with mm -hmm. eczema? And do they show signs of wheezing or respiratory signs to pollutants in the air? Mm. And we would put those three together to determine if we want to 
say that this child is asthmatic and treat mm-hmm. them as such. Mm-hmm. Other things that we look at would be like their conjunctivitis, where they're constantly having itchy eyes mm-hmm. or itchy runny nose. Mm-hmm. So we call that allergic conjunctivitis, allergic rhinitis. Mm-hmm. We also look to see if they have any food allergies. And then we look to see how many times they have wheezed without having a virus or the flu or a cold. Mm-hmm. And we put those together to determine if we can call this child asthmatic Mm -hmm. and treat them as such some parents may actually see that they you know they're not able to say as much as they used to Mm. so they may not be able to say my chest is tight Mm. but a child who would normally be able to say mommy i want juice is saying mommy i want juice so Mm. their their their, their sentences are getting very choppy and Mm -hmm. you can actually see the ribs pricking in and the chest moving faster mm-hmm. when they're breathing. Mm-hmm. And those are all signs that they're having wheezing or difficulty breathing. Mm. We're looking at some of the signs and symptoms of asthma in children. And we looked at the fact, too, that children under five tend to be clinically diagnosed. Right. But how do we really go about treating asthma? I'm sorry, it should be how do you <laughs> <laughs> go about treating asthma? How is it treated? Asthma is treated in a multiplicity of ways. And all of these things go together to ensure that there is good control of the asthma. Mm -hmm. So it's not cured, it is controlled. First things first, triggers. Mm -hmm. There has to be a assessment. This is something that maybe your doctor wouldn't be able to do for you. They can point them out to you, but then Mm -hmm. you will have to go home and look around your environment for these triggers. Mm -hmm. What is triggering my child's asthma? Mm. Whether it's the flowering plants that are outside or the flowering tree that is outside Or Is the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying to chop down the tree, but maybe you'd have to change the type of tree. <laughs> but um, the curtains that have not been changed for three months, it mm. usually is. The floors would need to be wet mopped at least three times a week. Mm-hmm. Daily wet mopping is even better. Anywhere that there can be dust accumulation. Stuffed mm. toys, mm-hmm. no stuffed toys. Asthmatic Whoa. child should not have stuffed toys. Sorry, guys. Wow. <laughs> because this is where the dust will accumulate. Mm-hmm. Other places that you can have triggers in the home environment would be like, do you see cockroaches? If you mm. see one cockroach, you have many cockroaches. And their stool... It produces something that triggers asthma very efficiently. Wow. You'd have to get rid of those cockroaches. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this gel now. I've learned recently that they have this gel that you can put on the floor mm-hmm. and it hardens. The cockroach will eat it and then they take it back to their nest and they can die off. But mm-hmm. you'd have to get rid of the cockroaches. Mm-hmm. Those are generally some of the triggers that mm-hmm. are around. What about perfume? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Sweet smells. Yes. yes Strong yeah. smells. Mm-hmm. Powder. Disinfectant, um, parents, yes, strong yes. bleach and all sorts of something you trouble the place, eh? Right. All of those things, they can trigger asthma. Environmental trigger control mm-hmm. is very important mm. in asthma management. Mm. So that's one thing. The second thing is regular visits to your doctor. Mm-hmm. So this is how the doctor would be able to determine how effective their management of your child is. We have two tiers of management. The controller inhaler, Mm -hmm. which would have, we call it inhaled corticosteroids. Mm -hmm. That may be your orange pump or your brown, the orange pump is the fluticasone, Mm -hmm. or your brown pump, which is the Mm beclometasone, or even your purple pump, which will have a mixture of two other medications in it. Mm -hmm. But those are your controller inhalers. Right. And you have your rescue inhaler, Uh which is your 
Your salbutamol, right. Yeah, <laughs> your blue, blue pump. <laughs> right. And most people tend to remember the blue pump. Uh-huh. But it is the controller inhaler that it does exactly what it says. Uh-huh. Controls. Wow. It prevents um, that attack from happening mm. it is supposed to be taken every single day so hold on doc as you said that you know a parent <laughs> might be listening and saying well you know all right so i have the controller pump and i'm going to ensure that my child takes it as prescribed but then i'm still having triggers in the child's environment like i mean does it work contradictorily to what you expose a child to or is it that this ought to be done the usage of this medication is is to be done in addition to controlling the other elements it's supposed to be done in addition and something i forgot mm. smoking mercy smoking mm-hmm. of all types of smoke mm. stop burning rubbish people <laughs> yes <laughs> everything smoke rubbish uh, cigarettes mm. all kinds of smoke mm-hmm. that needs to be removed but yes it doesn't work it doesn't cover your triggers right. so the controller inhaler works alongside mm-hmm. ensuring that you have minimized the triggers in your environment you said regular visits to the doctor mm-hmm. what constitutes regular visits it depends on each child and it depends on how severe their asthma is deemed to be by mm-hmm. their physician mm-hmm. the physician may say i need to see your child every three months mm-hmm. or they may say i need to see your child once every month right so it really would be to just to follow the um, recommendation of the doctor. Mm -hmm. But why it's important is, and those who have been managed recently for asthma would know that the doctor will give them what looks like a stoplight sheet, Mm. which tells them how to tweak their asthma pumps at home. It's called an asthma plan. Mm -hmm. Now, when they come to their doctor for visits, the doctor asks specific questions Mm -hmm. to determine, one, where on that sheet they are, Mm -hmm. whether they are well-controlled or uncontrolled, and it helps them to be able to tweak the medications. Mm. And so that's why the visits are important. Mm. If you are just tuning in, you have tuned in to Healthy and Happy, sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM. It is NCU 91.13 and 5. I am having a discussion with Dr. Crystal Berry from the UHWI, I almost said Bustamante <laughs> Children's <laughs> Hospital. I was there before. I, I know, I know, I know. But she is, uh, she's a pediatrician. And um, Doc, I should have said this earlier. Please remind me of your current title at the UHWI. Oh, I'm a consultant pediatrician um, at the hospital mm-hmm. and an associate lecturer at the university campus. Wonderful. Thank you so very much for that. And we're talking about asthma in children. You know, probably majority of you parents tuned in right now. You're like, hey, yeah, this is something that I need to hear because my child has asthma and I need to have all the information that I can to ensure that I provide the optimum care that my child needs. So we've explored a definition for asthma, working definition for asthma. Um, We looked at whether or not there's a cause associated with um, asthma in children. What are some of the signs and symptoms? We looked at um, how we go about diagnosing asthma, especially for children, five years and under. What are some of the approaches that's taken? And we stopped a while ago looking at the treatment. How do we treat asthma? We mentioned some of the triggers to asthma. Well, no, the question that I have for you, Doc, is this and I'm hoping that the response will be in the affirmative. Do children outgrow asthma? Please say yes. Please say yes. <laughs> All right. So let's say the most accurate, because there's no accurate response to that question. Let's say the most accurate response is no. Mercy. If it's true asthma, mm-hmm. they don't grow it out. We do have children who are recurrent wheezers mm-hmm. and 
those children with recurrent wheezes, they could go mm-hmm. on to no longer having any signs and symptoms of asthma. In retrospect, we may mm-hmm. look back and say possibly those children were just recurrent wheezes, whether it was due to viral wheezing, but they would no longer be classified as asthma. You can get older and have much less symptoms of asthma than when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That person should still always have a Ventolin pump. Okay. With them. Your eyes are piercing mine right now. <laughs> um, you see, as a child, as diagnosed with asthma, but, you know, I've gotten older and I'm sure that uh, quite a few Jamaicans and even those of you listening from overseas, you're probably as bad as I am. Um, y- you get bigger and, you know, really have no symptoms or no signs. You just dash your DNA. Like, well, not throw away, <laughs> but, you know, you just don't have one. But, okay, fine. I need to doc write my prescription. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it really doesn't go away if it's true asthma. I know I had touched on saying that they should take their controller inhalers every day. Mm-hmm. And I do hear persons asking, but doc, he hasn't had any cough for about three weeks. Mm. And so I just stopped taking the controller and I only give it to him or her whenever he's coughing. Right. No. That's that the is the medication. The other one, right? Right, the controller the inhaler, the mm-hmm. inhaled corticosteroids. That one is to be taken every day, whether he's coughing or not, whether they're well or not. That one is to be taken every day. Mm-hmm. The one that you take whenever there is a symptom, mm-hmm. so he's starting to have a little cough, a little chest discomfort, some chest mm-hmm. tightness, that one is the blue pump, the mm-hmm. salbutamol, the Ventolin. But boy, Doc, That's I the mean, rescue. I am probably speaking on behalf of some who are listening who want to ask this question. You know, the steroids in this thing going in my child, you know, I am not so comfortable with my child being pumped all of these daily steroids. What do you have to say regarding that? All right. So the medication, it's made in such a way that it delivered directly to the lungs. Mm -hmm. And especially we have every day we have newer inhaled corticosteroids that are coming out. But the ones that we tend to have now, the transference of it into the bloodstream is very minimal. Mm -hmm. And so if the pump is taken correctly, Mm -hmm. then it will go right to the lungs and perform its action. What about side effects? More often than not, are there side effects? Well, everything has side effects, but it's been it's very minimal. Um, <laughs> I've yet to see. I've seen someone say they had an allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen in the literature, but it's more so for the oral, so not for the inhaled. So I have not seen many side mm-hmm. effects for the inhaled corticosteroids. Mm-hmm. All right. What are some things that caregivers or parents should know in providing care or support for their asthmatic children? What do they need to know in order to manage the illness? So just to remember, mm-hmm. environmental trigger control mm-hmm. and to ensure that they take their controller inhalers and the spacer mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. The spacer is a container that is to be used along with your pump to Mm -hmm. give the medication to your child. Mm. I want to go as far to say that everybody should use a spacer once they're using a pump, Mm -hmm. but I won't take that on with the adults. (laughs) But definitely for your children, they should use a spacer. The pump is connected Mm -hmm. to one end of the spacer, Mm -hmm. and then at the other end of the spacer, it's either connected to a face mask, Mm -hmm. which is then put over the child's nose and mouth Mm -hmm. um, to create a tight seal, 
Or for the older child, they can put that part, instead of putting it in a face mask, mm -hmm. it can be put in their mm -hmm. mouth. And what the spacer does is that it gives the medication. So the medication is stored in the pump right. in a liquid form yes. and it has a propellant inside. Mm -hmm. When you spray it out, and if you've ever seen a pump and if you spray it in your hand, you will feel that your hand feel a little moist right. and then it's almost as if it just evaporates and yeah. disappears. Mm -hmm. What the spacer does, it gives the medication enough time to form that mist hmm. and all of it so when it it's works breathed in and out it gets directly hmm. to the lungs so there's less wastage of medication mm -hmm. and it does exactly what it's supposed to do hmm. it sends the medication where it's supposed to go also for the younger children they don't have to coordinate their breathing you just put it over their face and they continue breathing the way they normally breathe mm -hmm. while you're giving them the pump so it works kind of like a nebulizer then? It does, right. Hmm. And actually some of the studies have shown that it is as effective. The Ventolin pump mm -hmm. with the spacer mm -hmm. is as effective as the nebulizer if your child does not need oxygen. Okay, okay. If your child needs oxygen, you need to go to the hospital and need to right. get the nebulizer. Which is why once they're having an asthma attack, you mm. need to go to the hospital mm. or to your nearest healthcare provider. But if they're having like an, um, you know, just some symptoms, a mm. cough, shortness of breath, then you could use the, the spacer with the pump. Mm -hmm. with the Let's talk about the accessibility of these spacers for low-income families, middle-income families, perhaps. What kind of cost are we looking at? All right. So I recall that the NHF, once you've been diagnosed with asthma, I think you should get a spacer at that first diagnosis mm -hmm. using your NHF card. Um, but I think it's applicable at DrugServe mm -hmm. and it's while they have stock. Okay. So if they have it, then they should be able to give you one. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, the last pharmacy I called, they said that their spaces was $900. Oh, okay. So Pretty affordable. Right. I know that there are more expensive ones, mm -hmm. but there are the ones that are affordable as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, I've learned so much today. You know, medicine continues to be practiced and um, new development every day. Yes. So I'm really happy for your time, Doc. Thank you so much. But uh, just before you go, just before I let you go, is there anything else that you think or asthmatic children or caregivers of asthmatic children need to know before you run out? Asthma is a recurrent illness. Sometimes when you say your child has asthma, it can drive fear into some parents. Mm -hmm. I just really want to drive home that mm -hmm. with proper control, your child can live a normal life. Mm -hmm. If your child has asthma and you have to prevent him or her from playing because they're afraid that their asthma will act up, mm -hmm. your child is not controlled. An asthmatic child should be able to play and keep up with their pairs. Mm -hmm. So it may just be that your child's medication needs to be tweaked mm -hmm. or there are some, some triggers in the environment that is preventing your child from achieving that ability to play like other children. Mm. Certainly, if your child is missing school frequently for asthma, then your child is on that. That's uncontrolled asthma. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I just, I just wanted to drive home the point that control is achievable. Mm -hmm. It involves not just the medication, but everybody has a part to play. Mm -hmm. The parents have a role to play. The child has a role to play. The doctor has a role to play. Mm -hmm. And they can achieve good quality of life once all of these things are done. Dr. Crystalie Berry, thank you so very much for your time. 
Uh, thanks. We really appreciated the insights and, of course, the knowledge that you have shared with us regarding this topic, asthma in children. We look forward to having you soon, pretty, pretty soon, back with us here on Healthy and Happy. I want to thank as thank well my um, technical operator, Errol Vaz, on the other side of the screen, Elder Errol. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you. And listeners, you too for keeping it locked to NCUFM 91.13 and 5 every single Saturday evening at this time. We look forward to doing it all over again next week. So please rejoin us then at 6.30. Yes, on this, your education and wellness station. On behalf of our hardworking production team, I'm Adis Jonas Murphy. God's richest blessings. Bread of life Sent down from glory Many think you were on earth A holy king, a carpenter But you are the living word they Come on Come on, Houston, you can say it one time with us. Send down from glory. Many things. Come on, somebody say it. Awesome ruler. Gentile redeemer, God with us, God with us, the living truth, and what a friend we have in you, 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 are an awesome ruler, gentile This is what we like to call you, Jesus, Jesus, that's what we call you, yeah, you were born in a manger, but on a tree, you died to save his the Jesus, Jesus, that's what we call you.
Isaiah. 